Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello and welcome to the Womb Happy Hour. I hope you're having a love-filled Valentine's Day. This is Lorraine Giordano, your host. I'm an intuitive energy healer with a passion and appreciation to talk about topics related to the womb, health, and creativity, because in my opinion, it's all connected. So I'd love to get a Valentine from you today. Uh, If you'd like to connect on Facebook, you can like me at inspired to health You can follow me on Twitter at Inspire2Health. And for any new listeners, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'll spell out my name. It's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E, Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. So you can check out my website, inspiredtohealth.net. And just as a heads up, um, there's a new blog out there. And um, a few weeks ago, we had Emma Viglucci uh, from Metropolitan Family Therapy. And we were talking about relationships. Um, And there are a lot of questions and we have a blog now for topics that we didn't get to talk about. Louis says hello and happy Valentine's Day. The uh, blog is called Reignite Your Love and Deepen Your Intimacy. All right. So on today's episode, or I'm sorry, everyone, Louis really, normally I say that when Louis barks, there's a whim connection made. But I think today there's a because we have both Deanna and Fred with us, there is a womb and horror connection made. And so it's exciting. This is such a, an exciting um, conversation we're going to have today, honoring love and relationships. And um, Reverend Priestess Deanna and Reverend Fred Kluth, are, they're a couple, and they're our special Valentine's Day guests to talk about womb and hara in Sacred Union co-creating sacred relationships with womb awakening. And, uh, you know, we've had other topics and other conversations about relationships, uh, but this is truly a unique and very powerful conversation to have Fred and Deanna with us today. Uh, They are both womb shamans and spirit keepers of the womb. And this is a conversation that I think is so important and it's so exciting that we're going to be able to explore it with them. So to connect with Deanna and Fred, please check out their website. Um, and it is wombandhara.org. I'm going to spell that out. It's W-O-M-B-A-N-D-H-A-R-A.org. And if you'd like to reach out, if you have some questions, Their email is wombandhara at gmail.com. And they're also on Facebook at wombandhara. So Deanna is also, she is very, she's very close womb friends with um, a previous guest, Carol Marie Fiorito. Uh, And please check her out at wombawakeningnyc.org and also on Facebook. And both Fred and Deanna they are womb awakening mystery school um, practitioners, let's say, through the fountain of life. And womb awakening mystery school, I think it's worth checking out the website at thefountainoflife.org. And 
Deanna and Fred are going to have a special event that we're going to talk about a little bit into the show. So, woo! I'm sorry for all the, the barking. Louis got very excited. <laughs> Deanna and Fred, but welcome to the show. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. It's very yes, exciting. How is your Valentine's Day going, both of you? It's been very nice. Yeah, we, uh, I work from home today. today visiting, visiting, took the kids to visit grandma and bring all the valentines and flowers. And we'll have a little family celebration after the radio uh, podcast. That's How wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a hectic day, but very, um, I'm feeling very lovey-dovey today. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, so before we get into um, some of the topics, I'm curious to know, how did you guys meet? <laughs> well, I had an appointment in lower Manhattan on Prince Street, and one Friday night, Deanna crashed the party. And <laughs> she showed up <laughs> with a bunch of uh, mutual friends, and we chatted that night, and we got along really well, headed off, and then... Another day or so, my friend Jim, who was a mutual friend who wasn't at the party, um, told me, oh, you have to ask Deanna out. She's the coolest girl I've ever met. So I said, okay. So I emailed her immediately, and I said, hey, Deanna, do you want to go out sometime? And how did you reply, Deanna? Uh, I, I had plans that night, but not until midnight, to see another friend's band play. And so I told I could see him from 10 until 12. <laughs> I had a... <laughs> he, gave him op- he gave him an opening. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a little appointment. And that worked out great because then, you know, if the date didn't go well, I could still hang out, you know, so... But the date went really well and we stayed out till like, 4 in the morning. And, and I uh, got him to my friend's band, saw how he interacted with my friends. I was like, okay, good. I'll keep hanging out with him. We had fun. <laughs> And that same night, we also found out we have the same birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. What are the odds (laughs) of that? So it was, you know, a conversation where she's like, we're like, oh, what's your sign? She's like, oh, Capricorn. I said, oh, yeah, no, no way, me too. When's your birthday? And then she said her birthday. And I just handed her my driver's license. I was like, I was just saying, me too. You know, so it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Did you guys know that night that you guys were going to be a couple? I think it was about three or four days later. <laughs> yeah, we both were uh, coming from some period of feeling kind of jaded or defeated or wounded by relationships and getting older and, uh, you know, our other friends are either getting married or are already. And... And, of course, the, the movie Amelie had just come out, and I was weeping, longing for that thing. <laughs> union and love. And uh, so, yeah, it felt, it felt so easy immediately, and we just couldn't stop connecting and emailing and, uh, and hanging out. I kept having to buy new clothes to go to work because I would stay over he was in the city. I was in Jersey City, and I worked in the city, too. So it just became clear immediately within the first couple of weeks 
that we were spending so much time together and immediately I started feeling this fear, like I need to pull back. And instead I, I, I looked up an old um, uh, psychologist that had gone to briefly um, after some trauma and went to her and and she assured me, oh, this is normal, you're, you know, you're in this state of union, it feels crazy and um, it's natural. So I got, I left there and called him. I said, okay, we can keep seeing each other. And then, what was it, that same week he proposed? So within two yeah. or three weeks. And then he brought me out to meet his family. And we just said we started dating. <laughs> didn't tell them we were wow, so it went pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really quick. And then we waited a year and got married. And 16 years later, 14, how, when did we get married? 2003. Yeah. Been, we've been together 17 years and married uh, 14 years this year. Yeah. Wow. So and then... It's been quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... All the usual relationship, uh, you know, challenges. You go deeper and deeper into intimacy and then become scared and you hit those... those uh, milestones where when you were younger in high school, you know, junior high school, high school, college, you hit a milestone, you want to go run for the hills because <laughs> it's easier than dealing with some of the uh, uh, facing yourself, really. Um, yeah, and then also facing your partner. So we're going to have to break yeah. in a few minutes. But so for listeners who are not really that familiar, even with the term um, sacred union or womb awakening, how would you, both of you, how would you describe what is sacred union and, and womb awakening? Well, sacred union, I think, is, you know, in the, in the ideal of partnership, it's a union between male and female that will deepen your experience and your, your life force. And it, internally, it's a balance between the masculine and feminine. Yeah, it's an alchemical uh, embodiment within ourselves of balancing these qualities that we all have, and um, either through our birth um, or uh, influence in life or traumas, we, we lean towards one or the other also because of the the structure of our society very masculine patriarchal oriented kind of have uh, divorced us from our feminine selves even more so for men how they're brought up not to connect to the feelings or men can't cry um, and and women too we we have to be so strong in this world in this culture to uh, historically survive, um, and this is passed down through generations. Um, so, awakening for me ultimately, and what I was taught and what we practice is that merging of this ancient rift between the uh, more feminine, fluid, downward flows of energy down through our root into the into our womb and seeing that emotional realm and the more masculine uh, organizational thinking, fiery, solar, power, direct 
effective um, Get it done. principle, right? And it's those two together that are the catalysts for life. Uh, literally, there's an egg and a sperm in the womb, and also um, spiritually, and even in uh, uh, manifesting creations and projects or businesses or books. You have feminine fluid ideas, creation, and the masculine quality um, that executes it and brings it out into and organizes it and work, collaborates with all those, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, pieces in the world that uh, get it out there to people um, and get the book in their hands, and publishing, etc. So, and then in union with another, it's a, also a, a an alchemical marriage um, combining <laughs> these polarities and bringing balance, and it's like a tango, a dance, and it can be, um, it can be difficult to find that space between me and you that is us when there are so many layers of um, guardians protecting us, protecting that those inner uh, spaces that have been wounded or that are afraid um, to be truly ourselves. If we can't yes. be truly ourselves, fall back into uh, the feminine dimension of a union with our partner, it's, it's really hard to, to meet. And, um, and on that note, together. Deanna, we're going to have to take a break. I'm going to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break and then we'll pick it up in uh, two minutes when we get back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everyone. We're back. We are talking to Deanna and Fred Kluth. And uh, they both have done a lot of sacred work uh, balancing their feminine and masculine energy. And so for the times that we live in right now, this balancing can be kind of chaotic, uh, but so important and so life-affirming. So, Fred and Deanna, how do you know if womb and hara awakening practices are working? And, and what are some of those practices like? Well, um, the sex gets better. So that's, <laughs> that's a plus? <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of opening left. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's opening. There's a softness in opening your heart to someone and it gets less, um, for me, it's been less about expectations, you know, like, am I doing a good job? Am I, you know, is she having an orgasm? You know, like all these things kind of leave and it's really uh, more about making a connection with Diana and a real connection. And you can feel it in your body and you can feel it in your heart and your soul. And it, it becomes clear. Like I, the voices, you, I've been able to get out of the voices in my head and to be in the moment, and it's been an amazing experience. And pretty powerful, you know, right? You're very powerful, incredibly powerful, and healing. Yeah, and healing through, um, you know, typically all the the instances of of shaming of sexual shaming, body shaming, you name it, everything that uh, almost all of us are familiar with and and have um, been either traumatized to you know, more or less degree, those things really um, contract our bodies, contract our, our womb, contract the energy and our, and our horror and it can be terrifying to feel. Uh, if you think of a baby, how fluid a baby's movements are, how just nonstop, uninterrupted, not, there's no holding on out of, out of fear when a person is, has their energy channels clearly flowing and uh, trauma or fears have been faced, released, grieved, and... Uh, those parts of ourselves fully integrated. So opening to that becomes less and less fearful. Opening to that flow, that downward flow, really that feminine Shakti energy that can 
flood your system can feel really overwhelming and dangerous when uh, historically it has meant um, that you would be beaten or shamed or ridiculed or what it, whatever the trauma is. Um, and I think that, so, like that, that plays out mm-hmm. in being able to hold space for other people's feelings. So mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you go through these practices and, and heal yourself, I've been able to have a larger capacity of being able to hold Diana's feelings, for example. So if she's really sad one day, I'm not worried that she's sad or, you know, like needing to fix that she's sad. I've been able to learn, just let her be sad, you know, and, and it, it also, instead of aggravating the situation of me trying to, you know, what can I do to help you? Why are you sad? Giving her the space to have her feelings as giving myself the space to have my feelings, it just allows for closeness rather than, you know, having a, a feeling of like, I'm not allowed to do this. Yeah, and that's been very healing in, in a relationship. Yeah, as a culture, we're afraid of feelings, of sensitive feelings. We are immediately uncomfortable. And what we do is we distract and push those feelings their way. And, you know, it makes it hard to you know, help our friends grieve or, uh, or be in sacred union or be a parent to children with huge feelings. So I always say I'm learning <laughs> because <laughs> I, uh, you know, many of us are raised through generations where we can't have these big feelings. Um, and there was a place for that. If, you know, you grow up in a space that is dangerous to express any feelings of uh, fear or uh, you just have to be very strong. Um, A lot of our our previous generations and our ancestors, so we carry this down and uh, and it lives within us, not just from our own lifetime, but it's carried through and we we heal that. Exactly. Um, There's a lot of science behind this now and the epigenetic wounding and and, um, yeah, and you can shift that with moving closer to those wounds and healing and reintegrating and then being able to hold space and connect at a deeper level with your partner. And what were you going to say, Fred? Well, you know, one of the things that has really changed in our relationship around feelings, I think, is that, you know, when when Tiana is menstruating, you know, like in the beginning, I'd be like afraid or, you know, like I was trained that like women are crazy when they're menstruating and, and, you know, like you have to be afraid of them because you don't know what's going to happen. And now it's gotten to the shift where, you know, Tiana might be in a horrible mood when she's menstruating, but I find that the things that she says usually bring light to our relationship eventually, you know, she'll, she'll bring out like her shadows and she'll say like, these things are bothering me. And, you know, I give them a lot of weight now, you know, and, and I give it a lot of like, you know, these are things that are very poignant and informative. And in our culture, men are taught just about anger, you know, like everything is angry. You get angry about everything. And Hmm. there's such so many more emotions to experience. You know, we're taught women are hysterical and men are angry. And 
um, yeah, this so work. Womb Awakening is about returning to this natural rhythm, the natural flows, tuning with the moon cycles and the seasons and and men menstruate too. We all do. The trees do. They they shed their leaves. And so it's this beautiful moving inward and taking the time to reflect and shed and release. And we taught that as parents too about oh it's good to have rhythms for, for children and babies. Active and then quiet time and then active. But we forget that as adults we need this quiet time and when we menstruate, if we don't move into that quiet inner space, things can become very um, agitating because we're not listening. And same with men. Men go through cycles too. They don't physically bleed, but um, yeah, it's just, it's the same thing. When you really tune into the flows of nature, we are part of this web of life. We're all connected with that rhythm, that pulse of life. And I think that's created, like removing ourselves from that pulse, from that rhythm has mm-hmm. created a, a lot of disease, whether you want to take that from a medical term or from the emotional, yeah. physical, spiritual sense, Both. that rhythm. So I, I think descending and, and accessing the wisdom empowered that's within our womb space, our womb and hara, I, I think is so important right now because it's like yeah. there's, and I, I don't think there's, so I'm trying, I'm giving you a, a clap because I think it's so mm-hmm. valuable that you're sharing this information and this wisdom and your personal experience. And I would think that it's not that easy though, <laughs> doing the work <laughs> as a couple. <laughs> Um, what have been some of the greatest challenges to this individually and as a couple? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> we, yeah. like we started, when we started this from awakening work, we were in kind of a rough place. We had, you know, we had a one bedroom apartment. We had two babies. Um, we had kind of grown a little bit separated as far as like emotionally separated. And, you know, like we were kind of like just like not in a very good place. And then Carol and Deanna met. Carol was friend of with the mutual friends of ours and told Deanna about the womb awakening work. And this was probably like four or five years ago, Deanna. Mm-hmm, five, at least, I think. Yeah. When we met. And mm-hmm. Deanna took to it immediately, you know, and I was a little bit more resistant. And I would do it, and I'd come back to it, and I'd do it, and I'd come back to it. But I felt the immediate change. Like, I felt, you know, like that it was doing something for me. And I had done, you know, I had done talk therapy, and I had done somatic work. I felt all of that was healing me. But it was really not until I got the womb awakening work that I really started. Things started to really change for me. Um, And really started to affect me on a much deeper level than I had expected. And it was probably like about a year ago where I was like, I'm going to really throw myself into it. And I did the apprenticeship, which is a nine month cycle, um, nine month cycle that 
the fountain of life does, which is, you know, it's very intensive. It's morning. It's, it's two things you need to do a day. It's about an hour a day. So one is more of a guided journey. And then the other one is more yogic practices. And, and on that note, have, Fred, we're going to have to take a break, but we'll, okay. we'll pick it up right when we get back after two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohealth.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're back. We're talking with Deanna and Fred Kluth. And Fred, before we went to break, um, and I didn't realize it was that intensive, you said that uh, the Fountain of Life, the Womb Awakening Apprenticeship, uh, is basically like an hour a day. You're right. It's an hour a day. It's like two... 20-minute um, exercises. The Fountain of Life has other things. This is We're just talking about the apprenticeship itself, but the Fountain of Life offers like one moon cycle, like 40-day journeys or descent into the underground, you know, so, or, you know, like different modules that you could take that that's how we started, you know, and it wasn't, so I did about three years of those on and off and Diana did the teacher training a year before I did the apprenticeship and the teacher training. So she's been always kind of like ahead of me a little bit on the cycle and, and encouraging me because I would do it and I would have like a little bit of a, you know, like a little breakthrough and be like, great, I'm awesome. <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore. You know, and then two months later I'd be like, oh my God, I got to, I got to do something. So it really, like, I think dedicating myself to this work has really kind of made a big difference rather than kind of going through this cycle of a little bit of healing, get a couple things adjusted, feel good about it. And then, you know, what happens is you go back to your old patterns and you kind of just keep going back to your things. And you get, I think couples get into cycles 
And when you're in a wounded state and you're both wounded, you can re-trigger each other. So when you get into a fight, it gets bad. And, you know, you're not, you're not just fighting with your wife. You know, your, your wife is your mother and your sisters and your aunts and, you know, like their whole history in the room. And you remember yeah. what happened to you when you were five. You know, like, it's, and it's really hard to get a, and then I'm triggered and Deanna's triggered and, you know, it's just a big cycle. And I we've remember, been able to break that cycle. Yeah. Well, and a, a couple of things that you bring up, it's, uh, it's beautiful how this uh, womb awakening work is so gentle and respects how um, whatever pace you need to work at is where you need to be. And so you can dive in and come back to it. And even when you're doing any of these courses that you actually commit to, there's no have to. So you don't have to do this, these two practices this hour long. You know, if, it, if you're overwhelmed and it's stirred up a lot, then, then move into a gentler space and come back to it. And then the other thing you reminded me of, there is this moment when... I realized that you, uh, Fred, were, we were arguing and you were in, I, I could see you at this end of the tunnel in a, a bubble in another universe where it wasn't me, that there was no communicating directly in the moment about what was happening here and now. And in that space, I realized that, yeah, I was wearing the mask of, uh, you know, being have, having the, the mask projected onto me of all these other whoever it was that he was arguing with, in whatever situation it was in the past, and I had to then put up a boundary, and it wasn't like I was walking away from dealing with it. It's just nothing was going to that we were at an impasse. Nothing, an impasse. Nothing was going to happen at that point, and I needed a boundary, not to be abused in that moment, not to feel like I was just being energetically bombarded with anger and um, that I didn't deserve that wasn't related to resolving uh, conflict in the present, which is a very different experience when all of that, those layers are looked at and shed like an onion and you're in the present. And yes, you can feel these feelings, but you're working towards your intention is for healing to work towards Union and resolve resolution and evolution. Yeah, and for the moment where you feel, because I'm sure it comes up doing some of the shadowy work, but the resistance um, within yourself, how does, I guess it's within the support. Can you talk about when resistance pops up internally, individually, and then how it, um, how it plays out yeah. in the partnership and how when we're awakening kind of allows you to kind of work through it. Cause I think that's well, where relationships become so tricky. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll speak to it in, in terms of initially I want to respond to that piece about what do you do when those resistances come up and, and, and all uh, therapy um, practices um, and tra traditions, uh, they'll talk about this as just, you know, mindfulness meditation, recognizing it. So that's the first thing is, is being able to notice it and see it. Then you can work with it. And a lot of these practices are about 
falling back into that space of intimacy between yourself and you and those parts and why they're resisting. That's the other piece I want to mention. It's so important to honor and respect that. Those guardians, those parts of ourselves that are so traumatized or so afraid, it's for a reason, a very good reason, and so we respect that and we gently ask permission of ourselves and uh, those those energetic guardians that, uh, you know, that armor, don't rip them off and push through it. And I know there are some practices where in, in some uh, modalities where that, that is, can be effective, but um, you know, it's like tearing off uh, the armor off a turtle. It's part of us. And um, we talk about softening and melting into it in, in the womb awakening work. So really there are some really gentle practices of awakening where we can face those, embrace them. It's about feeling, so embodying, coming back to the body and maybe identifying what part of us is that um, is resisting. Is it the five-year-old? Is it, you know, when we slow down like that, we can pinpoint the exact moment this first started and really understand and then shower and envelop that energy with so much love and compassion that we move into that shadow space of grieving or rage or whatever it is and then move through it again with that intention really to to rekindle our joy and the fire of life and, and passion for for all that serves love. Yeah, it's about making that the decisions that goes into your up. relationship from there. Yeah, go ahead, Fred. Well, it's that like when you when you hit that point of resistance, you know, and you bring mindfulness to it, you know, as a couple, you can say, "God, I don't really feel like doing this tonight. Can we just watch TV?" You know, like so you can like you can embrace this resistance. Or when it's internally, you can, when you get there, you can say, what choice am I making? You know, like, am I leaving the bed now when I could, you know, go cuddle with my wife? Am I, am I choosing love in this situation? Am I choosing to deepen this relationship or am I choosing to avoid something? And sometimes, you know, you're choosing to avoid it and that's okay because at least you're mindfully doing it rather than unconsciously doing it. Right. Which makes a big difference. A couple. Yeah. yeah, it makes a huge difference because when you unconsciously do it, it can lead to, like, even if you're unconscious, when you're unconsciously doing it, you're not resolving that part of you that might feel guilty or, you know, or is not really awake and alive and it's feeding that kind of negativity. And then you pop, you know. Which just spills not only into your relationship, but everywhere in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are listening, who are in a relationship, let's say they're, you know, whatever kind of relationship that people are going through a really tough time. There's a lot of strain in the relationship with their partner. How do you know for sure if you're in a sacred union or it's time to break off and just say we gave it our best shot? Well, you know, like, I don't know if I think sacred union is almost like a verb. 
no, it's 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 more of like moving towards connection rather than like a static state. You know, it's it's it, you know, even if you're in a in a in a difficult situation where you're fighting or or things aren't working out, if you're making choices to try to build intimacy and try to get through that, whether it's going to therapy or, you know, finding the time to spend together, you know, whether, you know, and making like maybe a nice dinner or setting time up to connect. That is the path towards sacred union. And when we do these practices and work on um, healing the layers of trauma that keep us in that separation consciousness rather than this uh, connection with the earth, with ourselves, with each other. Um, We can't know ourselves and what feels right or wrong when we're separated from everything below, (laughs) you know, our womb, our gut. We're taught uh, when we fall and scrape our knee, you're okay. Oh no, you're you're. It's not really that you're you're fine when we know we're not, and so we grow up in this being separated from from that knowing. And the more we come back to it, it becomes easier to discern as we heal. It becomes so clear what is serving love and what is um, not. Are we in an abusive relationship? Are we just spinning our wheels, or maybe have we reached that point where we've shared and uh, and and learned all that we can from each other, and it's time to move on. But only you as an individual know, but if we're not connected to that deep inner knowing, if we're cut off at the head and only live in our mind, then if we can't feel and hear what our heart and womb or hara, the voice of knowing is saying, then there's no way we'll keep repeating these mistakes, keep getting hit over the head with the same hammer until we do learn and wake up. But it it can become very clear whether or not we need to move on or not. But the best advice I got when I was in a space and feeling like Fred and I were not on the same page and feeling just that disappointment and devastating, you know, the prospect of this dashed future of, of what I had imagined, you know, expectations also came into play. But in that moment, my uh, then uh, mentor, now partner, Carol, um, Maria Fiorito, um, she was my mentor in the apprenticeship, and she uh, gave me the advice, move closer. And so I I did. I I held on to this red thread that we talked about when we were we got married. It was like throughout our lives we had this red thread that we followed and finally we found each other but we were always kinda connected. So I just held on to that and pulled it a little closer and, and tentatively opened my heart and it was a very touch and go, very vulnerable space of feeling hurt, defensive, guarded on both sides, but we started to open up and, and hear each other and begin to feel safe because we then started holding that safe space for each other and really listening. And, uh, yeah, that was a big turnaround and shift 
back from that that place. So that's beautiful. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a dance, and on, and, on that yeah. note, we're gonna we're gonna break, and then we'll pick it up when we get back. Two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Deanna, that, that was a beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that about choosing to move closer and about the red thread. Um, that was very moving. It choked me up. Um, it was so powerful. Um, Fred, I'd like to ask you, do you think, because, and to be honest, I, I, I was listening and kind of wondering in relationships, do you think sometimes it's in that simple moment and that simple gesture that can really just pivot and shift the relationship? In that moment when she, how, how did you feel? It, it, it just it allowed me to soften too. It allowed me to relax a little bit because when, when you're fighting that much and you're not, you're not getting anywhere by fighting and then have kind of softened to me, it really was a changing point in our relationship because it was it allowed me to be able to open up and feel safe again and I think that then it just sort of helps get momentum and bring us to a new place that's wonderful so what are some of the tangible practices listeners can tune into and begin to work with at home because you guys have said so much really shared a lot and it's been very powerful and insightful but if you're listening at home what can somebody do now with their relationship I think one of the first things before 
reaching out and, and trying to connect with another is really rooting yourself into your body and feeling your feet on the ground, breathing, breathing down, feeling that energy come down into your womb or hara, feeling your roots, feeling yourself supported by whatever you're sitting or standing on. You can feel tingling and feel the energy actually return down to your legs and realize that you've been up in your shoulders, that your neck are holding. So just breathing and really embodying, coming back into your body. And then from there, reaching out. One of the, one of the beautiful things you can do to be so vulnerable and it can be so frightening is to open your eyes and just gaze into each other's eyes. Whether you're making love or, or just sitting down and, and that exchange of energy, even that without words, sometimes you can just open a floodgate and start, you know, crying or you can feel your heart warm up just, but definitely starting in the body, breathing down. You and can't I think do that anything if you're not doing, in your body. And doing mm-hmm. practices like that where you're just present with someone and looking into their eye with no expectations. You know, I think that our modern mm-hmm. life we're all like trying to hustle and get through the yeah, day and see our game? kids and <laughs> watch our shows and just and then try to squeeze sex in and finding these times to just be present with each other. Maybe without the expectation of sex um, mm-hmm. is really powerful and important. Just to be in the moment. Just to be in the moment and present with each other. Because yeah. it might lead to a conversation about how awkward that was or how wonderful that was. And, you know, and that just, it just pathways to deepening connection and find mm-hmm. out, like... Who who is Diana today? And you know, like yes. what? Who is Fred today? And what's going on? All of a sudden, you start feeling stuff coming up that that comes to the surface that you had a lid on, and to share that with your partner and have it being held in love is really beautiful. And and that is the the alchemical union. Then what you create together, you birth this beautiful energy baby, this bubble that you live in together. And now I'm going to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to have to wrap up the show Mm -hmm. soon, but I'd like you guys just to briefly share about your retreat that's coming up. Mm. Yeah. I believe it's... um, Go ahead. No, yes that this work anchors you to the earth and when you are not connected to the earth, we will never take care of it and have it be here for us sustainably in the future. So it's all about really connecting that bubble that we were talking about walking together. It it encompasses all of us and connecting with, with you, with the world. And so coming and doing some of this work, like we're going to have this workshop and retreat on April, on April 27th, to the 29th, it's on our on our website and Facebook. Uh, it's the Spiral One Womb Awakening Retreat, and we would love anybody who feels called to explore this 
further to join us. And you also do one-on-one sessions, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we. Yeah. Yeah, we do one-on-one sessions either in person or mostly through Skype, so you can Mm -hmm. be anywhere in the world and we can connect with you. Yeah, I I do other um, smaller circles, moon circles, and I'm doing a wound pulsing uh, intensive. Uh, immersion with Kyle Marie on the 25th this month in New York City. Um, and all that's on our website for anybody who feels um, the call to move deeper into learning this way of embodying and embracing all that serves love and releasing all that does not. That's wonderful. So I want to thank you, Fred and Deanna, for being on the show. It's been delightful, wonderful, so emotional. I'm so <laughs> and, grateful um, for the work you're doing and having us here. Thank you. It is my pleasure and honor. And um, I think this is a very beautiful Valentine's Day, uh, Valentine's Day celebration. So thank you. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. And Happy I hope you Valentine's enjoy the rest Day of the evening. All. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. You too. (laughs) And happy Valentine's Day to (laughs) Lou. Yes, who barked a lot. So there were a lot of boom and horror connections made today. A lot of moving there, yes. (laughs) Yes. And so for next week's show, we are going to have Dr. Carly Snyder, who's going to talk about perinatal emotional struggles after giving birth. Um, But that's for next week. So I'm sending both Deanna and Fred, you guys, a big womb hug. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Oh, Louis says thank you, too. <laughs> and, and thank you, everyone, for listening out there. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Remember to listen to Deanna as we talk about on the show from time to time about bringing the energy down, connecting to down there. <laughs> That's the way I phrase it. But um Enjoy, and until next week, thank you so much, everyone. A big womb hug. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.